Yeah, Death Blossom mode is something entirely different. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. Stay a while and listen. I'm Neil Cordray. I'm joined this week by... Mike the Crusader. And... Ben, the last of the Haradrim. I thought that was me. I'm the one who said told people to stay a while and listen. <laughs> I'm he, the oldest he one. Find it out you are that. the oldest one, though. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe you shouldn't be doing the Decker Cambos. Getting the age jokes out of the way early this yes. week. Oh, um, oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um... thought we would talk about this week, um, because we couldn't come up with any ideas. Um, <laughs> what we would talk about this week uh, was uh, the Diablo games, um, because apparently Diablo, I was not aware of this, had a 20th anniversary recently. When was that, Mike? December 31st, 2016. So New Year's uh, Eve. Eve was also the 20th anniversary of the original Diablo. See, I did not know this. Yes, so while we were celebrating New Year's Eve, 20 years ago, 20 years ago that night, Tristram was being besieged by demons. The hell of a party. It was. <laughs> the New Year's resolution <laughs> was to... <laughs> you know, I, I didn't even realize I was doing it. <laughs> their New Year's resolution was to not have their town blow up again. And they failed... Spe- they, oh, yeah, like, yeah, like every old New Year's resolution. Bringing it back. Right. Uh, yeah, the New Year's resolution at the end of, two, of, of 1995 was to not have their town blow up. Well, guess what? <laughs> they wake up, horrible hangover, demons are everywhere, hardly yeah. any buildings left saying, like, damn it, it happened again. Right. Okay, this year I really mean it, you guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they did okay until 2000. I mean, you know, they're okay for about four years. But yeah, Diablo, as a franchise, it's got some legs on it. I mean, it's yeah, been out for 20 years. And it did some things that no one had ever done before. It, it even spawned the term Diablo-esque because yeah. it was so influential. It's, right. it's, it's one of those things, we haven't come up with the, really a word for defining it, but it's one of those games that defines an entire subgenre of games. It's a trope setter. Yeah, it, it, it is a, tro- a trope namer. That actually works pretty well. So yeah. for anyone that's been in a randomly generated cave for 20 years... Um, Diablo <laughs> is an action RPG, basically a click fest hack and slash. Uh, that it's uh, a loot based hack yes, and slash. Loot based, though. very heavily loot based. It's all about that loot. Yeah, no backup. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, no refunds. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no refunds. Well played, sir. Well played. Yeah, um, it was main, you know, obviously mainly PC, but um, they did actually port well. a version of the original Diablo to the. PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. and it was notorious for taking up 10 blocks of the 15-block memory card. Right. And, well, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they never actually ported the second one to any console. But consoles. Diablo 3 was pretty much released universally console. It was, yeah, it was a year after they Two. came out with the 360 and PS3 version, and then yeah. about a year after that, they did the Xbox One and PS4 yeah. versions. To some form of acclaim or another. Right. So yeah, like and it, it. It, it completely... It, First of all, it did the random the random random dungeons was not unique to it. <clears throat> it got that from Rogue, right? Which was which is another trope namer. If you've ever heard of a roguelike game, right? It's because they're ba- it's because they are similar to Rogue. I kind of look at it as like the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah, it wasn't the first video game system, but it was the first one that like really made it catch on and be a big right. thing. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition, that's why so many people say I want to play Nintendo. Right, just like I'm going to have a Coke no matter what they're drinking, or yeah. Right. Well, tonight I'm drinking kombucha with amaretto in it. There you now, go. no, you're not. You're drinking a red health potion. 
It looks like a red. All those stab wounds are closing looks up. Looks because it's uh, it's cranberry kombucha. Mm, okay, but it's uh, a dietitian's choice. A Thai V, apparently. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Not me. Kombucha. I've tried that stuff. That's yeah, that's almost like drinking a red health potion. It's it's just vinegar. If you put a bunch of weird ingredients together in the heredric cube, you come out with that kind of potion. <laughs> <laughs> right. Just throw a grab bag of what you got left in your inventory. Ah, there you go. It's you just go. essentially fruit flavored vinegar. Fruit flavored vinegar. Oh, there's a thing. With, with other probiotics in it. Oh, by the way, that's another thing that Diablo kind of... Um, was a pioneer for is the uh, phenomenon of playing uh, inventory Tetris. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, I have coffee. this many squares this way. Well, I can rearrange it to do this. Oh, hey, I can just barely fit this new magical staff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't Tetris because you couldn't reorient the blocks. You did have the long pieces with the staffs, though, the staves, yeah. however you right. want to yeah. it. You get to pronounce <coughs> staves, yeah. Yeah, it was one where you where well, I meant Fs versus um, Vs, not where the different things took up different amounts of mm-hmm. space. And they have the square, they have the square ones too, with like the heraldic cube mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, helms, was, I guess. Yeah, those are squares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, helms are squares. Those are squares. Gloves, gloves. Yeah. Um, armor gloves, was boots. like a, a a square with a two by three. Yeah. yeah, was two by three. Yeah. And then the yeah. weird ass bardish. I think it is bardish. Bardish. B a bardish. 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 I never know how to freaking pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Okay, junior high called it a bardish. <clears throat> But uh, sure, we'll go with that. But it was, <laughs> well, that was, that was back when they were still using them, so you, you would have the correct pronunciation. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> I, yeah. My recompense is coming one of these days, I'm sure. <laughs> Beware, an old man in, a, in, in an occupation where many die young. <laughs> like I Indeed. tell people, I am old for a reason. <clears throat> we should flip the script and do some young people jokes one of these days. Yeah, yeah. but then they all sound like old people jokes. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have kids these days. It's, 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 like trying to, it's, it's like trying to make fun of what a clown's wearing. It just doesn't work. Although, <laughs> right. although to be fair, I, I feel old frequently because I frequently have to shake my head my head at the kids these days. Right. Well, yep. and well, and, you know, Diablo had expansion packs, which we now call DLC. <clears throat> and they yeah, were still, still DLC, really. Yeah. Just, you didn't download them. You went to a store and, and bought, bought the those. CDs. Yeah, and had to enter in the code on the CD. Otherwise, you, well, either that or use a correct key. Yeah, uh, CD keys. Uh, <laughs> that brings me back. Yeah. But uh, it was, yeah. But it, it, it was a combination of things that Diablo did. It had the, you know, had the, had the, um, the, Management system, you, where you had to manage your space very, very efficiently. Yep. Um, and Diablo One was the first one where you actually ran out of room for gold. I remember on the Diablo. Oh gosh, board, you're right. I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, because you'd get up to five hundred gold, and it would want you to make another. It would start making another pile for gold. So when you came back to Tristram. <laughs> You have these piles of gold on the ground, you know? <laughs> well, so you could, it's interesting, you can actually track how they changed gold from one to two to three. Because in one, like you said, it's very ancient with like, hey, we actually have physical stuff in your inventory being taken up by gold. And then right. in two, they're like, okay, screw all that. You just click on the gold and you get as much gold as you want. Three, you don't even have to click on it. It just, yeah, you, you just it walk over it just like a vacuum cleaner. Yeah, you're like a fucking gold magnet. <laughs> um, I stole that from a Diablo inspired game called Borderlands. Yeah. Because individually ki- clicking on the uh, on the dollars to pick them up in Borderlands One got patched out super fast, right? <laughs> because nobody liked it. Well, and then Diablo also did. Uh, Diablo is the first game I remember where it was universally red, blue, purple. 
for the potions. Yeah. Health, mana, and and, and, well, the whole, and both. And both. The whole yeah. dual globe interface thing, like that was another little gooey thing that the kind of became a standard mm-hmm. after Diablo was popular. Right, only went from a globe to bars usually. Um, and then Or both. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. And then um, but then also it's magic loot it's loot system. Which was it's just loot system was revolutionary and has been copied by every game that uses a procedurally generated loop system to this day. Yeah, you, you don't you don't get away from that shit because it's you know very fine hammer, uh, you know very fine red hammer of lightning bolts. It's like a uh, it's like a very violent Mad Libs. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> uses it used text affixes and and uh, and suffixes. I talk about direct relation between that and Borderlands. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. other direction, obviously. Yeah, from Diablo to Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because well, that's because like I said, Diablo did it first, right. and every other game since then has just been has just been biting Diablo. Right. Exactly. Because it it took the I swear that ceiling fan is running. It is. I know, just it doesn't feel like it. Oh. Uh, it's very uh, warm in here. <laughs> I turn the oven. That's because I'm so hot. Uh, no, it's because I need to turn off the oven. Well, we're talking about Diablo, you know. There we go. Yeah, there, there, there it is. Um, it's just mood temperature, that's all it is. Yeah, we're hitting, we're sitting here in the in the uh, Tavern of the Rising Sun. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> Wait, that's what we're Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> but, well, uh, no, no. More sort of Hell's... Antichamber. <laughs> yeah, hell's for you. Oh, wait a <laughs> uh, By the way, a fun little, um, fun little uh, thing to just kind of relate how old some of these games were. Diablo two, when it was released, supported Windows ninety five. <laughs> because it was in two thousand. I remember installing my a copy of Diablo two on my parents' computer, which ran Windows ninety eight. Yeah. Right. And See, then now, now you have to have at least like. 2000 XP or something like that. Up until I sold them my computer, which was running XP. Right. <laughs> yeah, and it was running XP because <coughs> I didn't like Vista. <coughs> 7 hadn't come out yet. Right. It was an older computer. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was. It, it. Basically, what it did hmm. was to make the magic system on the loot organic mm-hmm. because it wasn't a plus 5. Right. It was, you know, of fine quality. It, there was an adjective instead of a yeah. number. Even if some of it was just a little bit of, like, you know, um, Even though cosmetics. that adjective just meant it was plus one. Exactly. Right. It still felt more yeah. interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, <coughs> and, we, you know, it, we, and we've seen that in when we played Torchlight. Yeah. Um, you know, Torchlight 2. Yeah. Because all we have to say is, I have a hammer of lightning bolts. You know, yeah. um, or I have, you know, I have a, you know, and I got all, these guns of shooty shoots, right? Yeah. Exactly. And they, <laughs> shoot and and suddenly, shoot. you know, suddenly someone's going, ooh, ooh give me that, <laughs> you know, I'll trade you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as opposed to having to say, uh, you know, having to say, I've got a plus five flaming handgun. Um, you, well, you know, know Diablo also, another thought that occurs to me is, um, it was one of the first games to have that Pavlonian response where it would be like, oh, there's a little ding noise. Look at that set. Look at the color that flashed on the screen. Like certain colors and noises you'd be like, ooh, loot. Hey, that's, that's a unique. Shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The color-coded shit. Yeah, because yeah, the unique a... would make that little jing, that little like very It would come up amber on your jingle. screen or, yeah, or, or yellow. Yeah. Well, usually it was orange. Or have little aura. Like orange or brown. Yeah. yeah a very ochre color. 
Yeah. Ochre. Yeah. That's the right color. That's the right. Uh, and the, <laughs> then you had sets, which <clears throat> sets right. didn't show up yes. until Diablo two. No, they didn't. But damn, sets were. Oh, sets kicked ass. The sets were great, and they were also a pain in the fucking ass to put together. They were. By the yeah, by the time you got the whole set together, you were going. Well, that would have been useful 65 level. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also kind of feel like part of it is just like someone came up with the hardcore mode and was like, you know what, just to troll people, let's put entire sets of items in there so people can get two or three pieces and then die a terrible death because their 56k connection lagged out or whatever. And that's right. why I would barely play hardcore because I was like, I refuse to invest dozens of hours into a character and then like have a little lag spree and then... All gone. Yeah. All gone. Nothing to show for it. Yeah. I think I got to like maybe level twenty ish, and that was like like tippy toeing. Like okay, I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna do a little circuit of this area fifty million times. As I slowly level because I'm too scared to go into the next area. Right. Like I mean, forget Act Three. You forget run, about where it. Where you run Death uh, Dried Lake until you are level eighty. It's just <laughs> boring. Yeah. We'll talk about clones a little bit. Yeah, but it, it's um, a little bit. <laughs> but We're not going to do an entire episode for, for for Diablo clones, Mike. I don't think it would be enough of an episode. <laughs> I just want to do half the episode of Diablo of Diablo clones. No, no, I, I don't think we. I think we only have maybe at, at most twenty minutes worth of uh, of Diablo clone material. <laughs> Unless you want me to just wax philosophic about a game that no one else has played for no, an hour and a half. Well, that would take a lot of the strain off of us. But yeah, <laughs> <clears throat> Path of Exile is a really good game. Uh, what do you mean? No one else played. That's a pretty popular game. Well, no one, no one else at this table has played. You played, played a little bit. I, I mean, not. I get the gist. Yeah. It's a very elaborate, lovingly made Diablo-esque game. It's a Diablo love letter. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. spiritual Which, success. Well, also it. made by a large, large number of, of people the actual who, who people had worked, worked on Diablo. On freaking Diablo. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, yeah, and then the th- Diablo. The other thing about Diablo was it had to have been made by people. Who had played nothing but Call of Cthulhu? Because Diablo was the original. Nobody gets a happy ending game. Nobody gets a happy ending. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I mean, is George R. R. Martin must have worked for them as a you know as an intern? He's <laughs> like, well, this character's been around entirely too long. Let's kill them off. <laughs> I don't know. There wasn't really any incest in there. I don't think. Well, you know, intern. <laughs> Didn't have a, you know complete control, but uh, yeah, Wirt. I mean, you know, in the first one, Wirt is like your go-to guy for for gambling. Is you know, like here I'm going to pay five thousand gold, you know, to you for the to for buy the, this unidentified the, item. <laughs> exactly, and, you know, you could get something that's worth like you know six gold pieces that doesn't do squat. He's like uh, a hobo meets let's make a deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you can trade it all for what's behind door number two. Right. Oh, it's a crappy item that wasn't worth it. Yeah. Womp. And <laughs> to be fair, Wirt was super important in Diablo 2, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Wirt's leg. <laughs> Wirt's leg, indeed. And, uh, there was no Kello. Do I know? Nothing. Uh, That's a fun little bit of history as well, actually. Yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, I, I knew some of the story, but <clears throat> when there I was an eight, there was a long involved story oh. behind the cow level. Yeah, well, at first there wasn't one, and then there was one. Well, and it's also yeah, you can boil it down pretty. It's yeah, also a callback to. Um, it was. It's also a callback to um, an old. I can't remember what the name of the bulletin board system was mm-hmm. that had an ancient that had a say a, a, a memetic saying that w- which was there is no cabal. Which B- was BBS? Is that what? Yeah, it was an called? old BBS. Yeah, 
Um, <clears throat> because I can't remember what the, what, what it was, but there was you now know it's forums. Yeah, there <laughs> right. was, but there was a cabal. It was all of it was all of the actual mods for the for the thing, and they actually had exercised a large amount of secret control over the thing. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the common line was there is no cabal. Sounds like a video game Illuminati. Kind of. <laughs> right. Um, and a lot of people who in who were in the original Diablo uh, game were familiar with WBS. Yeah. And then at that point, you know, internet forums were kind of a thing, and there got around a rumor that there was actually a hidden level where you had to kill a bunch of cows in Diablo One. Right. To which the response was, "There is no cow level." And there wasn't back then. And in then that became its own meme because that became a cheat code in Starcraft. Before the word meme existed. Yeah. Became a cheat code in Starcraft. Yeah, because they were like, all right, let's really drive the point home. We're going to yeah. make a cheat code that is literally the words, there is no cow level. Yeah, which then, allows you to skip the levels. Well, ironically, that kind of like kept the discussion going, so yeah. they ultimately decided to make a cow level yeah. in Diablo 2. Diablo 2, there was the secret cow level. Well, and there was a tease to it, and this is interesting. There was like a video game magazine or something that had a picture of the cow level, but they put it on April the 1st. So everyone was like, oh, is it a joke? Is it real? And then it turned out to actually be real. Yeah, it was actually a real right. thing. So, yeah. yeah. It's a bunch of hell bovines which, stand, which walk around on two legs with halberds going, moo. 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 It was just like a bunch of deadpan voice acting. Like, yeah, which I'm pretty sure was just the devs getting to Yeah, just go the devs going, moo, moo, moo. 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 Evidently, there was one of a farmer that says, moo. I said moo. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was before they did the cow level. I read up on that. It was like, there's a thing you could do in the first Diablo, and the NPC would appear in a cow suit, and then, like, have moo options in the text. Mm -hmm. So that was, like, a precursor to the, the cow level. Right. And I'm pretty convinced that uh, the cow, that the Brahmin saying moo and moo I say in Fallout <clears throat> is actually a reference to Diablo. Diablo. Probably. There's a lot of pop culture references. Yeah. <sighs> Cows are important. And so in the second one, there's the secret cow level. Yeah, and, yeah. Which is the best place to grind experience. And it's funny because in the in the load screen of Diablo three, they have there is no cow level. It's one of the load screen messages. Yeah. And that was actually accurate. And they did Whimsy Shire instead, which was like the secret level, but it wasn't cows. It was like a bunch of ridiculous like rainbows and clouds, and <laughs> you can just YouTube Whimsy Shire and see I'll what I'm talking about. It's yeah. hilarious. And, like you would like kill these unicorns and they would be like little um, like uh, why am I drawing a blank here uh, hit it with a baseball bat paper mache pinata yes. exactly. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word like he's after all loot pinata is essentially Diablo in a nutshell but yeah. anyway yeah. Um, everything is a pinata full of loot in Diablo <laughs> yeah. loot pinata so, whack gold but yeah there would be these like barrels yeah, yeah. yeah. barrels Burns. in a sewer yeah can you imagine if Link from Legend of Zelda went into the Diablo verse he would have a friggin field day he'd be like right. oh my gosh look at all these urns ah. yeah. but Link would leave all the gold thing around because they're they're not rupees. Yeah. And then you'd have the angry demonic chickens that fly in from outer screen. God, yes. But yeah, I mean, basically you hit these uh, weird, like, fluffy unicorn magical things. And there's, like, little rainbows you'd click on that act as treasure chests and all these loot for spam. Uh, they have the most ridiculous sound effects. I never played Diablo 3, so I'll take your word right. for it. Wimsisha. But then... But yeah, I've heard the, it was the sound good, effects when The, it's the sound effects when, when treasure would actually drop. Was yeah. was new to me playing that. Yeah, and and it being specific sound effects. Right. You know, because so, you know, that block when yeah. you know when potions dropped and yeah, you yeah. Know, 
the, the so you knew so so without having to press alt to look at the piles of loot on the ground right uh, you could hear you could have an idea of what all had actually dropped which was very useful yeah. uh, also uh, another little fun note on along those lines mm-hmm. is um, some things would be like corpses that you would loot and they would make like gross corpse sounding noises they make yeah. Like <laughs> you're like turning a little like skeleton or like fleshy yeah. corpse aside. It would make the appropriate disgusting sound. What I think is always fun when you, is when you turn over a corpse and it's got like some unique kick-ass sword or armor mm-hmm. that is like, how the hell did you die, guy? It's like, who yeah. did you steal this from? Yeah, <laughs> you have no idea how this worked, did you? <laughs> well, clearly they weren't the appropriate class. Pointing yeah. a pointing it goes in the, goes in the other guy, get dude. Right? It's not that hard to work out. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you you know, kick the skeleton over, you get the sound of, of bones, and, yeah. but in in Diablo one also, you know, we I learned that getting some quests prelude preluded getting other quests precluded precluded. Did I say preluded? You preluded. You said preluded. Yeah, <laughs> although it I could be some, left some of my siege at home tonight. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, pre- you know, you get the like the poison well quest, and then you would not get the armor quest. Mm-hmm. Which God, I love that armor. And there was a there was a book written about that armor. Uh, it's one of the. Diablo I didn't play books. much of Diablo one either, so. <coughs> Obviously, it's interesting. It's one of the. This is one of the few episodes where we're talking about a thing, and I can talk about it. But I've barely participated in the medium which we are speaking. Well, the, the big, the big uh, intersecting experience here is Diablo Two, which Diablo was the two biggest of the three. Was yeah. so damn good. Yeah, it was. It was, and and I could, and I played the hell out of Diablo Two, pun minorly intended. Yeah. Well, the thing um, about Diablo Two is it had a, a variety of environments where Diablo One did one. Fuck thing, Act Three. And it did it well. Yeah. Yes, fuck Act Three. Oh, fuck the hell out of Act Three. <laughs> but Diablo Two. The first act was essentially... That is the general consensus, by the way, of Diablo 2. Everybody says, fuck Act 3. Right. Yeah. I love the desert. You know? yeah, desert cool. was fun. I like the, the desert. I like the town. Yeah. I mean, that was... that was. I think what's impressive about that is that they managed to put a... They managed to have such a variety and different feel of all these different locations within a desert, which is not easy to do. Yeah. You think yeah. it's all about the same, and no, it's actually quite different with, like, the, the catacombs and the, like, weird, like... Uh, like crater and like creature nests and stuff, and then know. the extra dimensional pocket zone, which was cool. yeah, that was oh, that trippy. was awesome. That was trippy. I, and I awesome. liked the, uh, the extra dimensional pocket zone quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, I, I would go there just to just to grind for treasure and, yeah. and stuff. Well, I, I played a lot of Diablo two, and I had a Boazon who I named Archer because I was young and didn't think. <laughs> um, well, I, well, I wasn't feeling creative, at least. Um, and Archer, I um, I could never play Archer in multiplayer. Um, because if I did, I would lose my maps for my runs. <laughs> you um, were saving pre-generated maps. Well, here, here's the thing: when you play, when you play just single player, yeah, your the map that you've played on for that act for that area mm-hmm. remains the same. As long as you're in that act, you mean? Uh, no, as long as you haven't done anything that forces the reloading of the map. Oh, okay. Like playing in a multiplayer game. Gotcha. And I had a third-party program that could let me mule my items between characters. One of those people. <laughs> you had to mule because there wasn't a shared stash. That was what was so great about Dorch Light. 
Yeah. And every other game since Torchlight. No, I'm... This is true. Just busting your balls. I remember the mule phenomenon quite well. Yeah, everyone right. got Atma, pretty much. <coughs> a Tenchi muling program. Um, well, I didn't actually use any programs, I just... Right. You know. Well, people would mule, or you could, or you could use a muling program. And I used a muling program because I couldn't take my character in multiplayer. Yeah, because I had a because I had a hell difficulty countess run that with my bows on I could do in two minutes forty seconds, hmm. just running straight to the countess and killing her. The countess always dropped a high level rune. Mm-hmm. I feel like in an indirect way, Diablo also kind of uh, made the speedrun a thing. A little because, bit, maybe. Or at least, you know, hastened that becoming mm-hmm. a thing. Because a lot of the... Once you've beaten the game, and you're just leveling a character or whatever, it was all... The, basically, the in-game looked like this. Go into a, like, AOL-looking chat room on Battle.net. <laughs> With how basic... You know what I mean? It's like, it was such a basic interface. And then it was like, hey, guys, like, Mephesto run... PST, need three more, or whatever the hell you're doing, you know? And, like, that was it. Like, you would just find the most efficient boss or area or whatever, just run ad nauseum, and you just over and over and over again, you know? Uh That same map, I also had a really kick-ass map for for Mephisto and Bale runs. Yeah. So I was just like, so I was like, okay, this character's never playing multiplayer because I've got these three things that I can run by myself in, like, under ten minutes apiece. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because you know Bale had the best loot drops in the game. Yeah, because you know he was at the end of the game. Yeah, this he was, was a, the boss. Yeah, you know. see, it became a game. It was like gameception. It was like yeah. a game within a game within a game within a game. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this. How efficiently can I do this? How quickly can I do this? Okay, I'm trying to get this item. Okay, how can I? You okay. know, it's like you set all these little goals yeah. for yourself. Yeah, it's, you know? like, it's like, <laughs> like okay, I'm going to complete this set and do this and under this time, blah blah blah. Okay, I need this item. Right. And then this item the, meet, This item requires that uh, this item drops off of bail one uh, what at one every three thousand six hundred twenty five times. <laughs> I can do fun. that run every seven minutes. How long will it take me to get this item? Like, I have a three day weekend. How many how many hours of Diablo can I squeeze into? How many levels can I crank? Out? Yeah, <laughs> without sleeping, reading, and uh, but but then the runes, you know, the rune combinations, rune words. Yes, rune words. Oh, See, it's educational, you guys. Math and spelling and words, yeah, grammar. And, and you know, a little chemistry <laughs> there because you know you, you put things together and yeah. got different the things. potions, right? Potion crafting in the Herodric Cube. The Herodric Cube in general. Oh. It's like, I'm not a doctor, but I made a few superior healing potions. Stand back, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. That was what I was drinking tonight, <laughs> and I'm out because um, kombucha is tasty. And, and yeah, of course, with the Herodric Cube, you could it, it gave you extra storage space if you didn't have. Right. Yeah, it you, gave you an extra what four by six, something like that. Uh, or there something. Was, it was, uh, I think it was like three by four. Oh uh, yeah, you're right. It was three by. It's four. pretty small. Yeah, but still, but it was big enough to uh, to craft the uh, the portal. I think they to expanded the it in the expansion, or at least the main inventory. Wurt's leg in a on a tome of of town portal with twenty charges. Yep, <laughs> takes you to the secret cow level. Yep. Once, uh, uh, but if you kill the cow king, you it's locked for that difficulty level. You can't ever go back. Right, just bullshit. So you always had to try very hard to not kill the cow king, who looked exactly the same as all the other cows. <laughs> so reading is fundamental. Reg- regicide is bad, and right. animal cruelty is bad. Those are the left. <coughs> yeah. No, animal cruelty was good. The, the cows dropped great loot. Animal regicide. <laughs> animal regicide is bad. Yes, I guess it depends bad. on which. But uh, yeah, I used to love getting you know getting to work 
in Diablo 2 because it was like I want to talk about a freaking loot pinata <laughs> yeah like, ching, 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 ching. I was like oh my god there was one playthrough I did um, I only played it uh, like first difficulty level um, but I played a paladin I played a mace paladin who exclusively used war no who exclusively exclusively used Wart's leg <laughs> which was a crappy mace. It was That's a mace, funny. though. So I went around and I beat Diablo to death with Lord's leg. So you're basically doing the Dan in Street Fighter thing. Yeah, cherry tapping. <laughs> or it's like my brother when he plays Castlevania Symphony in the Night and plays through in luck mode using only fists and no armor. <laughs> which he's done. You know, I just, I just don't have a desire to show off in games for the most part. At the very least, not in a single player game. What's the point? The point is being able to say that you've done it. I guess. See, and Diablo 2 is the only thing I've ever actually done fan fiction for. Ooh. <laughs> Things just got interesting. <laughs> fan fiction, you say? Yes. Do tell, Ben. Do tell. I, Amazon undid her ponytail and slowly removed her breastplate. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I went with the assassin. Uh, well, the, I mean, to be fair, yeah, the assassin slowly undid. Her yeah, she's yeah. just, <laughs> I said just fan as sexy as a shrub. Not fan slash fiction. <laughs> yes, fair enough. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was like, I didn't slash fiction. And, uh, it was the idea was the Amaz- uh, that the uh, the assassin was actually a reluctant character in that uh, that she was trying to actually mm. make it to the main temple uh, in order to get some form of ab- absolution. But everything in her way required her to go back to being an assassin and realize that... That is so many movies. <laughs> well, the, 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 the idea like was... John Wick, except without a dead dog. No, right? the, 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 the thing behind... By the behind way, John Wick is dead, awesome. Dead word. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the, the, thing, the thing behind it was is every time she killed a demon, she felt this... She, you know, she felt this elation. Yeah, like, ah! And it ain't no wrong. It, it ain't no sin to kill a demon. Yes, but her fear was that she would eventually go bad and start feeling euphoria anytime she killed anything. Right. So what about cows? Did she feel? How did you feel about killing cows? <laughs> cows. Well, she didn't get to kill any cows. I, you know, I only got through the first act. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's when I killed the barbarian who was her friend. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it was it was one of those things of uh, yeah. But the but the idea being is that it it actually began it actually informed another story I wrote later on, but the idea was that it really would only happen when she killed demons because they were an abomination on you know on on the world and so on and so forth. But it was and interesting. Sin to kill a demon. Exactly. Just as an aside, because you mentioned barbarians. How ridiculous was that leap attack as a skill? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> leap attack was great. You're just yeah. like the Incredible Hulk. You're just like Whoa. jumping around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It also let, it was also one of the few skills that let you skip terrain. Yeah. So it was, was super fun. useful if you were trying to speed run the game. Right, or if yeah. you were trying to get if you were on that ridiculous on that, the bar, on Mount the pocket dimension thing, fucking Mount Area, like the little like yeah. not as bad as as fucking Act like, Three, but still, yeah, you couldn't use the leap. Yeah, you, yeah, you can you can hop over those. Well, not too many, but yeah, those trenches. And, yeah, I was gonna say some of the trenches. Yeah, yeah. 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 but um, see, I love the assassin because of that build up. 
You know, yeah, the combo system was a lot of fun. I yeah, it's like one, two, you know, like one, two, two three, three, pow! Yeah, yep. it's yeah. like suddenly, suddenly, suddenly. Also, she got so much move. She got random passive move speed buffs, so she run like stupid fast, right? Yeah. And it's suddenly, you know, and suddenly you become a death pinata because it's you know one, two, three, pow, and you yeah. know, and and shit flies everywhere. The traps were awesome. Mm-hmm. I loved her traps. Oh yeah. I, I mostly played Amazon. I played a lot of Boazon. I played a lot of uh, Spirison. Yeah. Um, I really loved the, uh, I think it was called Strafe, where you essentially turn into a, into a Death Blossom. <laughs> turn yeah. into the last Starfighter. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just left, like, and, you're, and, and the Amazon spins around and shoots arrows and, at, like, Everything. at 15 different targets that you can't even see. Right. But she knows they're there, and she shoots an arrow at them. <laughs> and it was it, it and and it was also like the best skill for Bozon, just bar none. Right. Because it <coughs> auto target, which okay. helped. And uh, if you if you had like a teleporting enemy, like say Bale, mm-hmm. as long as you got up next to him once and then left clicked and held the button down, he even was... if you teleported off screen, she would still shoot at him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, you just had to make thing. sure you had enough health potion or mana potions. To keep yourself from running out of mana. It's and it wasn't like, a mana-intensive ability either. It's kind of like, like Neo bending the rules of the Matrix, where it's like, I'm going to outgame the game. <laughs> yep. Right. Well, the same <laughs> I thing can kill things that are not on the screen. The same thing work with the, uh, um, with the assassin, or any character with the bow, as long as you left clicks and were shooting at him, you know. But I rarely got that far. Because uh, I was like, nope, I'm right up there with you. Um, and then the assassin also had a teleport thing that would teleport you straight to your enemy. Nice. So that would be great when Diablo get you know would get you. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, in that, Wasn't it like a kick? It was like a teleport. kick It was thing. a teleport kick. It's like pow. It's kind of like Jack and Shadow kick. Red, like, light, really blast fun. of doom. Um, he did a thing where he shot red lightning and dealt like a billion thousand hit points. Oh yeah, yeah per second. Yeah. Oh god. Like you could you could have the tankiest build imaginable, you would still die like that. You had to get out of the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and with the assassin, you could you could teleport like that. Assassin was just fast as hell, though. I love the katar as a weapon as a flavor thing too. That was just really cool. Yeah, that was an awesome. And you get you get some awesome ass weapons. The other one with, for me that was fun. Um, I started with the um, uh, the necromancer. Yeah, that was a fun class. But when the druid came along, because you had this, you know, was better than the necromancer. Yeah, because you had this fucking army of stuff that you could just throw at everybody. You stand back, you're a general, you're throwing, you know, you you got a squad of people. Well, necromancer was better at at squad based. Yeah, here go my army of thirty skeletons and thirty skeletal mages and a blood golem. Oh yeah, and iron maiden curse. Right. (laughs) And then, of course, right. as the more corpses they made, as they killed more viewers... And a corpse explosion. Yeah. 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 Talk about more, synergy. Whereas, yeah. whereas uh, Druid was much more... Which was, which was much more, follow me, my army, to victory! Or just, yeah. I'm going to drop a giant meteor. turn into a bear. Right. There's like, yeah. I'm just going to drop a giant meteor on your head and kill you instantly. Yeah. <laughs> like, some of the elemental magic is crazy. Yeah, it's, and it's just like, ah! But yeah, but the necromancer was... The necromancer was hard to get to. You know, once he has, you know, this massive army of everything that he throws at you, the more he kills, the more fodder he has to make more arm, more minions. Corpse explosion. Corpse explosion, that's it, yeah. yeah turn uh, a battlefield into a freaking minefield. See, necromancers are just really misunderstood. They're just really enthusiastic recyclers. <laughs> they really are. <coughs> I like that spin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
I'm not committing atrocities. I'm recycling. <laughs> My mom told me to go out and make some friends, so I became a necromancer and went to a graveyard. <laughs> yeah. I made some friends from some. I made some friends from some spare parts I found in the morgue. <laughs> You're one creepy motherfucker. Oh, by the way, necromancer is going to be a thing in Diablo Three. They teased that that they're going to be adding that class. I'm not sure how soon, but sometime in the next yeah, Diablo like, Three is still getting support. That's nice. Year-ish. Oh yeah, man. Diablo's, I Diablo, I mean, much they, they did a, a Diablo patch. It came out in May 2012, so yeah. it's yeah. only been like four and a half years. They did a patch for Diablo 2, yeah, as recently as what was it, March? March 2000, I have the exact date, as a matter of fact. March, I thought it did anyway. That was March of 2000, uh, March 18th of... Uh, 2016? Look at Michael over here taking notes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mixing that up with another date. Anyways, March of 2016, whatever day that is. Right. The date I had, uh, which is uh, another little segue here, um, it was the date that the Real Money Auction House was shut down in Diablo 3. Which lasted all of, what, two months? Mm-hmm. Actually, it was shut down March 18th, 2014, so a little over two years. Well, a little under two years, because it was May when... 2012 it came out. Right. Because people finally acknowledged yeah. how fucking broken it was. Well, and the, and the developers were like, yeah, this is ruining our game, so yeah. we will <laughs> we will finally renege and not do this anymore. And yes, it was a terrible idea. A lot of people knew it was a terrible idea going into it. I knew it was a terrible idea, but, you know... Th- they were going to do what they're going to do. It was just one of those business Well, there were a lot of things that got they got reneged on pretty fast in Diablo 3's uh, life cycle. Well, they, they did stick with the whole always-on internet connection requirement, which... They did? So I, Diablo, thought they, I thought they had, they had dummied that out. No, no, it's still Maybe there. I'm just thinking of all the cracks that dummied that out. Yeah, probably. Because it's, it's easily that's most, bullshit. It's easily the most controversial of the, of the games because... Always online is bullshit. The whole internet monetization thing, yeah. Especially if you're turning off the real money auction house, there's no reason to have auto always online. Yes, it cuts down some on cheating. Some. But having it required for single player is just yeah. stupid. Yeah, if I want to play a game by myself, I'd like to be able to play it Without having internet. And there's all these people that I are live like, in a place where the internet isn't fully fucking People that reliable. live in rural areas, people that are traveling all the time, people in the military. There's all these yeah. examples where it's just yeah. complete bullshit to do Always that. Always online is never good DRM. Mm-mm. To all the game designers that listen to this podcast, and we know don't do Always Online. Yeah. Steam is really good DRM, everybody. And it has an offline mode. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things. And yes, where... and, and, and if anyone is surprised by me saying this, Steam is digital rights management. Well, obviously, it is hardcore digital rights management. It's just done well it's and in a manner that popular. is unobtrusive. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's done well, but in a manner that doesn't doesn't interfere with your gameplay. Yeah, or like compl- or, or potentially screw over your computer, like uh, yeah. Like the 2012 Secure ROM debacle, which was a fucking <laughs> rootkit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, it just, yeah. And hey, I mean, as, a creative, no, no, as, as a creative, I, you know, I, I've got to say, I that was something that I looked at and go, God, I'm never going to do that with with my stuff, you know. Um, but um, I totally understand that people. Which is that, good because you know I'm making a lot of money pirating your books. <laughs> <laughs> I need a percentage, man. <laughs> I totally understand that people. I just, that, I just uh, wrote them all up. I, I just you know type transpose them all into a computer and then change the title and the byline. <laughs> That's not pirating. That's an entirely different crime. <laughs> There's some people that didn't didn't want to sign on to the whole Diablo three thing for those reasons, and I get that. 
It's still a great game. It was game. the main thing that, that turned me off of Diablo 3. Actually, yeah. what, what I heard most people was when Diablo 3 first came out, they couldn't connect. Oh, yeah, that was the whole thing, too. And this is another reason why. Yeah, that's yeah, why I always broke the internet. That became, that became always a meme. So bad. Because it was like the first like day or two or so, people were just like, Error 3003 or whatever it was. It was just like people could not connect. Error at all. 37. Oh, 37. That's right. You start with a three. Because um, I did number. I did manage to find a number of uh, of cocktails uh, that were Diablo related, <laughs> uh, but I didn't have any of the ingredients for them, so I wasn't going to make one. So is that one with the but error 37. But error 37 is one of the cocktails that was invented for Diablo because <laughs> error 37 was the you cannot connect. And yes, so it, it was it was one hell of a drink, if I, as I recall, <laughs> right. because it was well. I can't play Diablo three. I might as well <laughs> black out. <laughs> might as well get plastered. Yeah, it's but, almost as bad as uh, in terms of bad launches. I, I do I do want it just because it's semi uh, current and topical. Tom Clancy's The Division ah, had mm-hmm. one of the most amazingly bad launches ever because. In order to start the game, you had to access this console. Uh, in, it's in an in-game, con- like a computer console. Yeah. You walk up to it and you press the use key. <coughs> right. It's a massively multiplayer online shooter. And whoever the hell designed the game made it so that only one person could use the console at a time. Oh, boy. So when the game launched, and like... 300,000 people bought the game, you had to essentially stand in line and hope that no one else was a douchebag enough to cut. So it simulates the military experience of hurry up and wait. Oh, very much. By the way, how ironic is it that the game is called The Division? When you could have a fraction of people could actually do it and use things and play, and then everyone else was... They, I mean, they patched it like by like day two. Yeah, which, yeah... That was another one I heard a lot. But it's like, about. did anybody QA this shit? <laughs> yeah, it's no still unacceptable. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and when, of course, when the developers are doing it, they're not run, running into the same problem. By the way, Blizzard had another disastrous launch uh, with World of Warcraft. People it's just been so long ago, people have, have forgotten about it. Yeah. The first, like, week or so of that game, I, I believe, it, it was just complete chaos, and so many servers were down, and just, ugh, it was a cluster. Yeah. So this isn't the first time, and... Uh, won't be the last. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, well, I don't know. Diablo 3 was... Oh, no, we're talking about Diablo 3 now. I'm getting my Diablos mixed up. Yes. <laughs> this was not the first time, because oh. WoW was probably the first time. There will... Right. No, however, this will definitely not be the last... Yes. ...botched release. Yeah. Because uh, now we're, on, we're... We live in the world where developers release unfinished games and say, wait for the patch. Yeah. Wait for the patch. <laughs> Which is about the only reason I still like Valve, because they don't do that shit. Yeah, yeah they just don't release the game. No, yeah. no, they don't release the game until it's good and ready. Yeah, they will take the flag for delay of game. Yeah, <laughs> that's why everything runs on Valve. That's that's why so many things are. It runs on Valve time. <laughs> valve time is it'll come out sometime in, in fourth quarter. Well, they just don't care about making games yeah. anymore because fourth. they're sitting on a mattress of money because of Steam. Uh, yeah. Gabe Newell actually did an AMA, an AMA recently, and essentially what he says said was. We're not making. We're, we are going to make more games. We're not going to make more games until they're going to be new and interesting. Like until like like with Half Life Two, they released Half Life Two because they had this brand new physics engine, which was so amazing. Right. 
and they wanted to make a game to show off their engine, essentially. Right. Um, with Portal, they well, had... I'm glad they took their time. They had all this Portal shit. With Portal 2, they had... And yeah, sure, they make they make about seven million dollars a second. Um, <laughs> oh, by the way, that's kind of a little dovetail in Diablo, the portal thing. You had the town portal, mm-hmm. and you had the identification, which was red. That's, I mean, it's not quite orange, but still, it's kind of similar. You know, right. does it? The blue it, end looks like the town portal. It does remind me of a, of a funny little thing um, saying this is actually how Tristram was de- was destroyed. Showed the hero town portaling back in. It's like, what is that? That's oh, town portal. I need to come back and sell them, sell some things. I'm in the middle of hell. You opened a, a portal to, to, to the town, to, to the town square from a, the middle of hell. That would be a fantastic. <laughs> it shows a bunch of demons that comes <laughs> pouring out of the portal, including Diablo himself. <laughs> they do another Diablo three expansion or do do a four at some point. They should have like Glados as like a secret boss or something. That would be great. In Diablo, in Diablo. Well, it makes perfect sense. That was okay. the whole portal thing. Uh, That's kind of what I was trying to... But, you know, okay. the thing is, is that it also comes down to, in mm. in Diablo 2, you had those teleportation circles right. in the lowest levels of hell that led directly to the Angel Fortress, or you could go to... The waypoints, yeah. Yeah, those waypoints, and it's just like, how do you manage those? Which I figured out a way that that actually worked. Well, obviously, it's when you it, it, the the waypoint is actually keyed to the person. The magic is so you can only go to waypoints that you yourself have visited. Right, because you have to activate the runes. There. That's like, like the idea of people roaming around hell. Like, oh, I, I can't wait to get to, to point B. I'm so excited to go there. I, I must get there much quicker because time is of the essence. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, actually, the way I, the way I just said it is that the um, in, in the fan fiction that I wrote. In order to activate one of the waypoints, you actually had to have a soul, which demons did not. But, yeah, you also had to go to it and know the correct combination of runes to put it in place. Kind of like a Stargate. Or like uh, the, the gate to Wissian's Way in your 5th uh, Egg game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have to know the combination. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, we talked a lot about the Diablo games. Um, can we talk a little bit about, about their clones? Uh, sure, why not? About its clones. Um, first big Diablo clone that got good and famous was Torchlight, mm-hmm. um, which was really good. Right. Now, prior to that, there was another one called Fate, mm-hmm. which was kind of like, an, kind of like a, a kid's game, almost. Yeah. Because you played what looked like the equivalent of a seven-year-old with your friend, with your faithful pet. At least Torchlight was the first one I became aware of. I'm not. I'm right. not familiar with with Fate. No, Divine Divinity was. Divine Divinity isn't that incredibly redundant? Yes. And repetitive. Indeed. <laughs> Superfluous. Um, but yeah, no. Um, that was probably the first popular Diablo clone that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. came out pretty close after Diablo 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard really good things about it in PC Gamer. Actually, they're like, yeah, it's a Diablo clone, but it's a really amazing one, and go play this game. I never actually played it, but if you look at the screenshots, you're like, holy crap, that is very spot-on Diablo. Ain't nothing <laughs> I mean, wrong maybe, with clones. Maybe, maybe a little different. Uh, Ain't nothing wrong with a, ga- with a game's clone as long as the clone is good. In the, in the motif, you yeah. know, atmosphere department. Um, 
and you know very different story and everything but as far as like the general like you know ui and gameplay and loot and all that is basically the same game mm-hmm. yeah yeah no i mean i'm fine with games being derivative as long as they're good i mean after all let's be honest that's what blizzard does quite often although they're usually being derivative of themselves <laughs> i don't know right. blizzard uh, overwatch was very derivative of team fortress 2 i rest my case team fortress 2 was valve no i know it's not blizzard I'm just saying they're very derivative, and sometimes yeah, you were saying it themselves, which sometimes with themselves. Well, not always, yeah. But um, but so I had it's so, about polish. It's not they generally don't revolutionize things; they just evolutionize them to a very large extent. It was actually kind of interesting. I, I'm sorry to to try and force my way back to the to what I was talking about earlier. Uh, Torchlight One and Torchlight Two actually followed very similar plot structures to Diablo One and Diablo Two. Yeah. Uh, Diablo 1, you were in Tristram, and you were going down into hell. Right. And Torchlight 1, you were in the town of Torchlight, and, and you were going down mine. into the mine. Into the Ember Mines. Well, it's, it's no surprise when you had people that worked on Diablo working on these games. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and, and then, the and then to Yeah, it. and then in Torchlight 2, um, the, the Alchemist went and was crazy, and so you're following the Alchemist around. It's... Uh, like the Dark Wonder. Yeah, it's it's really almost a direct Repackaged quarter. Diablo 1 and 2, basically. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They're really good. Yeah, yeah great. Because, you know, <laughs> the towns, you know, like the way the towns were set up. I like being able to sell, send your pet back to sell things while you continue to adventure. Yeah, that's that, great. that yeah. is super nice. I and think that was I think that was the biggest improvement um, in uh, a Torchlight over Diablo was the addition of the pet. To be fair, I think Dungeon Siege kind of did it first with the pack mule. Dungeon okay, now Dungeon Siege was more of a squad game because true. You, um, because you had, you had party based. Yeah, you had a party of six people, and one of which could be a freaking pack. And it's so funny that a skeleton would try to like sneak up on him, and he'd mule kick him, and he, his bones would just shatter and just fly mm-hmm. in these different directions. It's hilarious. Yeah, I would play Dungeons Siege. It was a really fun game. Came out in two thousand three. Yeah, Dungeons Siege. Dungeons Siege. It was made by Chris Taylor, the guy that did Total Annihilation. If you're familiar with that, I love Total A. And uh, yeah, he's the brainchild behind Dungeon Siege. Yeah, Dave Dog. And in Dungeon Siege, you're annihilation. actually you actually start off working for the enemy. Yeah. There's uh, a Dungeon Siege two. You're working for the enemy. <clears throat> I didn't really play much of the sequel, so I don't really remember. It was obviously Dungeon Siege thirty thousand. You're working for the enemy. <laughs> that was the name of it, right? Yeah. yeah. I still can't believe they made a Dungeon Siege inspired movie called "In the Name of the King," with Jason Statham in it. Yeah. <laughs> really? I didn't realize that was a Dungeon Siege. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was a Dungeon Siege thing. Yeah. Huh. Uh, now well, I actually kind of want to watch it. <laughs> no, you don't, because it was done by Uwe Boll. Yeah, that was, I can't it has Jason Statham in it. Uwe Boll. Even Jason Statham he, cannot say Uwe Boll. Here's the thing. Movie. I actually really <laughs> love watching Uwe Boll movies, because they are so... Miraculously bad. But see, here's the thing. I don't think like, I don't think they're enjoyably bad. I think they're just bad. I, yeah. Well, so I uh, have to disagree. Uh, well, they are they are really prime riff material, is what I like about them. Yeah, okay, you can I'm, sit there and I'll buy that. You can sit. It's it's really fun to watch Uva Bowl movies in a group as everybody proceeds to make fun of them. 
They are infinite. They are target. They are target rich environment. Oh yes. <laughs> as long as you're not somehow putting dollars in his pocket, then I'm yeah. on board for that. Yeah. But I, out of principle, I don't want to support those right. uh, cluster funds. Well, even if he, but well, even if he's lost money on them, he got his, he made money because of German tax holes. Yeah, tax they holes. they closed that up since, but that's good. He he had a really good run with that one, which is why, which is probably why he <laughs> why stopped, he stopped making, making the movies. movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I can't make shit movies anymore. It was like a real life producer situation, but with video game movies. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you mean I can make a video game movie so bad? <laughs> I can actually make more as a failure than a success. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, wildly off topic. Yeah. Torchlight, Torchlight Two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really good games. Um, and I actually have very recently been in, been very heavy into a game called Path of Exile. Um, which is made by a New Zealand developer called Grinding Gear Games, and it's a combination. It's Diablo two gameplay mm-hmm. uh, with a leveling system that is reminiscent of the Sphere Grid from Final Fantasy X, and a skill system which is reminiscent of Materia from Final Fantasy VII. If that turns you off, I can kind of understand why. But it's a you're lot either going to think that's amazing, or you're gonna be like, what? You <laughs> <laughs> see, another Diablo clone that I've been playing recently is called Grim Dawn where you are playing a character who was uh, scheduled for execution because you were possessed by a demon. But as you... Like were, you do. Like yeah. one does. Like, like it happens. Like, like, you know, like it happens. Um, and, you know, as you're getting close to dying, the demon leaves your body. So they cut you down from the gibbet and say, okay, um, you know, so let's give this guy a second chance. And because you have special abilities... But it has very similar... Let me guess, parole, but the condition of your parole is you have to hunt down the demon. Yeah, pretty much. Called it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not hard to call. Kind of predictable, I know. (laughs) Pat myself in the back here. But, yeah, it... um, What did I do with my phone? I don't know. And you probably put it on silent, so I can't just call it. Yeah. And, um... I put it on super silent. Sad part. I hear this. Assassin phone. (laughs) Super silent. Super (laughs) silent is it it won't even buzz at me. Right. It's about to uh, about to assume its ultimate form. I was thinking, if you want to be really redundant and congratulate Grinding Gear Games and the latest endeavor, you could be like, GG, 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 GG. <laughs> yes, you could. Yay, people Interestingly enough, uh, Grinding Gear Games actually recently got a lot of the people who worked on Diablo 2 to join their team. Oh, yeah. Uh, and are doing content, develop- content development for them. Brilliant. And it and the thing the, the thing I like about uh, Path of Exile is so much um, is not only does it have the gameplay of mm-hmm. Diablo, mm-hmm. Um, but it also has the atmosphere. Yeah, I was just about to mention uh, that actually. Path of Exile yeah. is a dark, depressing game. I feel like it has the best of both Diablo 1 and 2. It has the atmosphere of 1, but like the variety and scope of 2, yeah. you know? Right. Except at the end, you actually kind of win. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You're, still stuck, stuck on a, you're still stuck on a continent where the dead always continually rise and have to be re-killed <coughs> constantly. But you did recently kill the Antichrist, so things are maybe getting better. But I guess if you're an adventurer, isn't that like a happy ending for you? Because that's like ultimate job security right there. Kind yeah. of. Like, they always need you. <laughs> yeah, there's something to that. But getting to kill the Antichrist is fun. Well, not the Antichrist. He's like anti-God, more like. <laughs> no, because like he, he... 
The, the spoilers for Path of Exile, whatever. Um, <laughs> your main <laughs> enemy, Malachi, um, has like gone into this metaphysical realm to harness the power of essentially, uh, essentially Satan, um, the beast, uh, so that he can then dist- uh, demolish the world and remake it in, in his uh, according to his own uh, way of his own uh, prime evil on Diablo terms. Yeah, and it's somewhat uh, it's somewhat evident that that might also that the beast might actually be God because. Um, there's no evidence of, of the existence of an actual god. <laughs> like every, like all of the religious figures worship what ends up through lo- looking at the, at the lore of the game uh-huh. ends up being the beast. So it's kind of uh, that's weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird. One thing about Diablo, though, but she's going to be a force for good because the beast is totally fucking evil. Um, the thing about Diablo, I think that is really set it apart from all other games, though, um, is the music. Yeah, amazing music. Is Michael Newman, I think. I can't remember, but that music—you're you're right; it's very iconic. Yeah, because it's got that—it's got that Spanish guitar feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and, like the Lou Gallin music was really good. Act two of Diablo two, I love that. Yeah, but it's all good, but that kind of stood out for me. Yeah, you know, it just—it was. And they have the, the same guy in the first two. And in Diablo 3, different person. And notably, I can't remember, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was not It was good, but it wasn't as memorable as the first two games. I, I yeah. agree with you there. Matt Ullman. Matt Ullman. I think a great thing about it is uh, it was very much like a movie score in that it knew when to be present when mm-hmm. to really like play it up, but it knew when to just be in the background and kind of just be like a little ambient presence. Like it knew how to play it, you know. I keep yeah. forgetting about the the the, th- the thing that I, that will always flabbergast me about Diablo Two is that my parents let me play it when I was in middle school. <laughs> they they didn't notice what it was. Apparently, the name didn't give shit away. Um. No, not so much that as I kind of just installed it on a, on our computer and never talked about it. Hmm. Um, it was in the games folder. My parents never went to the games folder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you sly dog. You hid, I had, the, you hid the game in the games folder. I had, oh, uh, come up with well, next. I had borrowed the game from my friend Josh. He had, he had, he, had ha- he, he had bought the original version, and then his parents had got him the battle chest, so he didn't need two copies of the base game. So he just gave me the base game. Right. Um, and yeah, so you got to double click again that folder. It's no joke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just one click. But mm-hmm. like I, I wasn't ever being secretive about it. Yeah. Right. If anyone asked me what I was playing, it'd be Diablo. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But I think really what what it was was my parents never saw me playing in any of the uh, end zones. The right. the, the alt end zones like. The Durance of Hate. It looks like a fucking Marilyn Manson concert. Oh, God. Well, it, it looks like a Marilyn Manson, Manson concert as as drawn by H.R. Geiger. Uh, right. <laughs> well, and, and when you, uh, at the end of the first one, yeah. when you're fighting, um, not the Kalos, what's her name? Um, the, for the spider demon bitch. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Tits on display, man. Yeah, tits on display. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you know, it was it was it was only in in 800 by 600. So, 
Actually, that was like 644.80 back then. Yeah, just, that was actually Diablo 2, man. Not mm-hmm. Diablo 1. Yeah, eventually it was in 800 by 60. Well, I don't think it was until Diablo 2 Lord of Destruction, the expansion, that they actually bumped it up to 800 by 60. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, actually, most but no, of the I mean, was they never the saw the cover art, which was this hell skull looking at, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I yeah. wasn't, dis- I wasn't uh, corrupted. Well, no, and, anything. You, and, you know, obviously, you know, you were slick and you hit it in the games folder where they would expect to see things like solitaire and well no where where typically they saw total annihilation (laughs) and scorched earth and right man we should talk about scorched earth global nuclear war is fine but a few demons is where I draw the line right (laughs) but you didn't put it in you didn't put it in the more appropriately named demonic games from hell sponsored by the antichrist my parents were um Weird about what I could expose myself to. By the way, I just had a great as a thought. child. I love my parents. I love you both, Mama and Daddy, because I know I actually do know you listen to this. <laughs> um, and thank you so much for lightening up over the years, <laughs> because they they've lightened up. Here's what you should here's what you should have done with the folder path. It should have been like the main games folder. You click in there, and then there's a folder that's like mild, and then it's like medium, hot. Fire. <laughs> Picante, just for the fuck of it. And then um, Diablo. <laughs> right? And Daryl. And Daryl. Oh, okay. I, yeah, Daryl. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, she's, you know, she's like eight foot tall. So if you pause the game at the right moment, yeah, it's like, because I remember fighting her, and, um, you know, just one moment was going, oh my God, her boobs are showing. <laughs> well, know? I never. Well, I never. And it was, I'm just like, oh, Wow. The whole thing, like, wow. Um, wow. Um, Christopher Walken. Yeah. Playing Diablo. <laughs> like, wow, her boobs on display. Um, yeah, well. When they're, when they're anthropomorphic, gross-ass boobs, they kind of... Yeah, because when she's got these fucking spi- yeah. <laughs> spider like, arms. That would be like gawking at Shiva's boobs from Mortal Kombat 3. It's like, ew, no. Right? I don't want to have anything new. I mean, that. yes, they're boobs, but... Yeah, uh, mm. it's gross. Or like, I mean that—that's why it's well, funny when, in when Duke Nukem Forever when he finds the the alien queen and says, uh, "Damn, I'd still hit that." <laughs> um, it it's meant to be like seriously, Duke. Seriously, how long have you been in prison, buddy? <laughs> but um, yeah, the thing is, his parents don't don't care. Mm. You know, well, what's Smith is taught his parents just don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> they they just they, they don't care. And he's like, but they're gross tits. No, they're tits. That's the point. Yeah. You know. Well, no, the thing the thing that 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 was wouldn't have been the tits. Uh-huh. It would have been the demons. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, believe me, I know. I grew up, I grew up in the seventies when D and D was the, mazes and monsters. I yeah. wasn't allowed <laughs> to play Magic: The Gathering, the card game. Okay, that's a bit ridiculous. Until like my junior year of high school. Which was funny because I played it like all through middle school. He might mm-hmm. learn black magic. Yeah. <laughs> they were... Like I said, they've lightened up and gotten cool over the years. Yeah, and... you know, The argument was that... Was that, oh, normalizing the concept of magic. To which my argument was... Um, it's a card game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You let me play Yu-Gi-Oh! And that's about ancient Egyptian magic. <laughs> what kind of fantasy fiction does not involve magic? Right. You'd be hard pressed 
Yeah. For that matter, I've read <coughs> the Lord of the Rings. Merlin and the King Arthur legends. Oh my gosh. Or, you know... It's a wizard. There's magic. Or Edith Pateau's <laughs> book, East, which is a really good book and everybody should read it, which is about the troll queen and she's like evil magic incarnate. Right. Uh, well, I, you know, and bear in mind, back then, when the Player's Handbook first came out, and there were like 22 pages or something like that dedicated to spells. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were going, oh, they're going to teach our children to... Well, that and also the, the... It had, you know, Satan on the front cover. Well, not Satan, but like a big-ass red... red ass, a big-ass red demon. Yeah, that was, you know, that was being looted. I don't think they... <laughs> yes. anticip- they didn't really anticipate the PR battle that would follow, I guess. Well, and you got also got to remember, this was at a time when... Satan was in dragons. Right. Satan's <laughs> game. Right. Satan was everywhere. They actually used that Diablo image from the box art for that little flash animation. Yeah, they there. did. Into the bowels of El Diablo. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, this segues perfectly into the uh, fun fact that I, I think. Up. I think the other reason they let me get away with it was because I was killing the demons as opposed to yeah. worshipping them yeah, right. or being on their team. The Diablo, I, mean, yeah, I started yeah. by playing a necromancer. <laughs> oh, that's... Well, you really leaned into it, didn't you? <laughs> well, Diablo 2 Collector's Edition actually had a uh, Dungeons & Dragons Diablo 2 Edition, which apparently Ben is a proud owner of. I do. I have the... the uh, where you could do the Amazon and the Paladin. So they were like player kits, essentially, right? Yeah, they were. They were yeah. really, really player kits. That is awesome. Yeah, and cool. it also broke down how to develop the um, the magic items. Nice. So you could you could generate magic items for Diablo. I'll have to bring it some night on game night. Yeah, It'd be fun to check out. Yeah. Yeah, of course it'd be kind of cool to redo Eroth's game, uh, Eroth's magic system using that. If you ever wanted to do a Diablo one shot, I'd probably be down for that. Oh, I'd, oh, I'd love to do a Diablo one shot. And it's so great for a one shot because the game is basically okay. These Avengers come together, they kill some stuff, and everyone dies. The end. Yeah, that right. is one shot material right there. Like, right there, Diablo. right? Yeah, it's like you win. <laughs> now you must all take the shards of the you know the demon soul shards and intend and put them in your foreheads and now become possessed by the demon. And the next one shot is the next set of adventures. They're going to kill the original adventures. Exactly. And it just keeps on going and going and going. Yeah, the primevals. The, you know, yeah. That's why you had to take them to the Hell Forge and destroy the. And destroy the soul gems. Yeah. Oh. Damn you, Mike. <laughs> that works so well, then why did Diablo 3 happen? Well, no, it, that's the thing. Well, Diablo 3, he had, to, he had he corrupted the world stone. There's always another fucking stone, Neil. There's, a, there's, a, there's <laughs> always another stop. stone, another <laughs> demon, you know. There's and always a loophole. Always a way around it. Yeah, hell's yeah. always going to be... Oh, damn it, Michael, now... Yeah, I was like the ultimate lawyer. Yeah. Well, now, now, now Ben has ideas. Now I have ideas. I could do... <laughs> but I'm running the next one. I'm, not, I'm running the next, not quite one shot, but but sh- but short uh, but short instance uh, game. It's a lot more than a one shot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not a... Well, yeah, it's going to be like... Many shots. Three, <laughs> it's going to be like three or four sessions. <clears throat> if by one shot you mean you click the strafe button once. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that wasn't a one-shot. That was a 20-shot. But it right. only took one, one arrow. Click. That was the best part. The one click. Only took one arrow. Because your whoever only carried 360 arrows at a time. Which, yeah. was, which was... I'm glad they eliminated that in every other uh, Diablo clone. Oh, yeah, that's right. You actually had to have inventory space for the arrows. Arrows! The arrows, yeah, because you run out of... It yeah. did away with that in Diablo 3. <coughs> but, um, but honestly... 
arrows dropped often enough, you really didn't need to worry about it. wasn't a big deal. Inventory space. Yeah, yeah, because so, you, know, you pick up... You just pick up the, the quiver and then drop what, however many were left over in your in, in, like in your actual inventory and just top off your... Now, you'd be familiar with this with Path of Exile, but and that was another big difference between Diablo 2 and Diablo 3 is that Diablo 3 had your own personalized loot caches. Diablo 2, you were still fighting over the items and just determining how to split the items and everything. Path of Exile actually still has global loot. Um, and, but you have three different ways that the loot can be divvied when you're partying. You can have free-for-all, which is Diablo 2, ah, mine, mine, mine! <laughs> yeah. You can have, um, you can have um, short allocation, which is uh, every time loot drops of a specific type or higher, like currency items, because there's no gold in, in Path of Exile, there's currency items. Yeah. Which are also used one. for all the crafting, which is, I think, really kind of cool. It's more like a barter type. Yeah, it's, a, it's an entire barter system. Um, which has a really, really healthy and driven player economy because of it. Right. Yeah, I think yeah, they, yeah, they this, really that, that unique them. item, that's worth two chaos if you sell it to another person. Hmm. Chaos being sort of the standard, like... The standard high-ish level chaos is like a, is is like a dollar. Okay. Um, a chaos orb. By the way, how ironic is it that the organizational unit is called chaos? It's a chaos orb, but because what it does is it rerolls all the numeric modifiers on your item. Ooh. Because all the currency items are also crafting items. Right. Um, and see, that's the other thing that. that so it rerolls all of your num all the numeric modifiers, which. Is chaos right? Right. See, that's one thing about the crafting system in Diablo mm -hmm. Two, is you could actually. I think it was in Diablo. It was 2. crafting? You could. Uh, the Horadrim cube. Yeah, the Horadrim yeah, cube. You could also cube, put. Yeah. You could put runes in your. In the rune words, yeah. Yeah, and, and the gems. Yeah, you put in yeah three three chipped diamonds and you get a cracked diamond. And, Yay! Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then, you could, then you could then you could actually remove. You could either keep the weapon and 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 lose <clears> the gems. Or keep the gems and lose the weapon. Yeah, yeah, the whole socket gem thing. Yeah, but yeah. Um, to to finish quite what I was saying, short allocation is when something drops, it is specific to one or maybe two players, depending on how big your party is, uh. for about 10, 15, 20 seconds. <coughs> if it gets ignored, then then it ungrazes for everyone else, and whoever wants to can try and pick it up. Hmm. Or you could have prone allocation where. You see all the drops, but some of them you just can't pick up because somebody else gets them. Right. right. So I think in Torchlight, you we in Torchlight, everybody had every every screen, every player had their own loot right. on the screen. That right. must have been what I was thinking. Which is Torchlight. which was great. Yeah. And they had that in Diablo three as well. Yeah, that's what I was. Uh, you see, that's I've never what I was played multi is, in Diablo three. Yeah. Um, I've never played Diablo three. I, got, I played all the way through Diablo 3 once, and then my Battle.net account went, went weird, and <laughs> I couldn't play it on my old computer. Now I've got Oh, yeah, Diablo I technically account. do have a Battle.net account now, because mm. I played Hearthstone. So, huh. but yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's, I, you know, like I said, I, Diablo 3 really got rid of a lot of the, the crafting. You know, there's a lot of things you couldn't do. You couldn't uh, transform gems anymore. Uh, you couldn't uh, in uh, in Torchlight either. Yeah. You said you might as well use your Ember shards because you because there's yeah. no way to to upgrade them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just use them. Yeah. Which was good because otherwise because in Diablo three I always had this thing where oh I've got a socketed item if I put anything <coughs> in that socketed item 
I can't ever put anything else in that socket anymore. Right. And I can't take the thing out. Yeah. I don't want to use this flawless ruby I took. I spent the last forever to make. Make, right? Yes, it would add a lot of fire damage to this axe, but this axe will be de- will be defunct in the next, like, two levels. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That is one thing I like about Diablo 3 over 2, I think, is it took a lot of that, like, guesswork and trepidation out of it. You're just like, just do it. Just yeah, do just your stuff. There. Just yeah. Yeah, throw it in there and roll. You know? And that's why I like, uh, and that's why I like Path of Exile too. Uh, crafting, obviously, you use up the the, the item, mm-hmm. but uh, you don't. But you really don't have to craft uh, if you don't want to. And also, uh, the skill gems that go into everything that give you your actual abilities, hmm. uh, because, like I said, it's materia. Right. right. Yeah, which was funny because <laughs> those can be taken out and put it back in, at, at, so you don't have to worry about them. Like, I can't take this out of this. I can't stop using this armor. It, I, it, it's got my. It, it's got blade flurry socketed into it. No, you. You really. What you say is, I can't. I can't stop using this armor. I can't get another five socket. <laughs> A five link socket. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, See, sorry, I've been playing too much Path of Exile recently. Oh no, because you reminded me of some of my favorite, my, my some of my favorite assassin weapons were the ones that I had with skulls in them. Oh yeah, oh, skulls yeah. are great. <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know, putting the perfect skull. Yeah, you know, basically you're sucking up the health. Lifesteal, yeah. Yeah, you're sucking up health. While health and mana. Yeah, health and mana while you're generating, you know, death boss, you know, the assassin's death fountain. It's the best of both worlds because you tank by killing things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a lot of fun right yeah. there. Which is always a viable build. Yep. Right? Heavy amounts of leech is always a viable build. Right, so yeah, then doing something I rarely ever do with characters, running in on the bad guys. Ah, I'm going to kill you, or you're going to kill me, but hopefully I kill you, I, I hurt you enough that you can't kill me. We'll see in fall. Battle cry is I'm not a hardcore character. <laughs> <Right. laughs> oh, that was the other thing I meant to talk about because I can't stop talking about Path of Exile. That's the other big thing I really like. Yeah. Um, you have hardcore. Um, so Path of Exile, in order to keep the game fresh, they have what's called leagues where the where the content's different from time to time. Right now, they're in a thing called the Breach League. Right. And here in February, they're going to change leagues to something else. I don't know what it is yet. So similar but to you like always have, ladders, only it's actually yeah. different content. Mm-hmm. But you have yeah, and there and there's ladders in the leagues. Right. And you have the standard league and the hardcore league. Ah uh, yes. When you die in hardcore league, it just kicks you down to standard league. That is a really good idea. Yeah. Your character isn't gone. You can keep playing them if you want. Right. But if you the point of you playing was to be playing hardcore, you can't do that anymore. So, yeah, right. it's great because you have the stakes, you have the tension, you have the loss, but at the same time, it's not this big kick in the pants. You're like, well, yeah. all these hours I invested, they're not lost, it's just a different option. Yeah, right. now I'm in standard, yeah. That's and just hey, really good that means that this shit that I have isn't worth as much in the in-game economy because hardcore <laughs> gear is always worth more than standard gear because you, especially high, like... High high quality like yeah. high level gear. You have to kind of ah for. I can't recall off the top of my head. Hardcore is a thing in Torchlight too, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, but I think it just kills your character. Yep. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing. Just yeah, it's just permanent. Whereas like anything. in in things like Fallout, just hardcore, it takes longer to heal and ammo and healing has weight. Well, that was survival mode though. Survival mode. Yeah, that's just and you had to had to drink gritty, water. Gritty realism stuff. But yeah. Yep. Because most of the time, though, my, my characters, you know, will will aim, 
you know, will shoot from a distance. And I'm in Fallout. I've killed, gone through entire dungeons or entire setups. No one's ever seen my character. Silence pistols. Silence of silence pistols. Silence and uh, silence. Uh, well, you can put guns, a silencer on anything except for a revolver. <laughs> Never thought of that, but <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can't you can't put a silencer. You can't. On a yeah, you can't put a suppressor on a on a revolver. That's true there's because one, there's one gun in the world you can do that with. It's the Nagant revolver because it uh, when you pull the trigger, it not only brings the brings the cylinder in line. But it has a, a seal that it basically pushes it up against the barrel with, <laughs> and completely seals the barrel. Insanely expensive now. Uh, same same guy that was involved with the most in the game. Is that rifle. your? Is that your the one that you that Chance has? No, Chance has a Lamott. Lamott. Yeah. The, you can you can understand my confusion there. Yeah, the Nagant, the Lamott. Yeah, <laughs> the the, uh, the the Nagant is the only pistol and the only revolver in the world. That I know of, that you can actually put a suppressor on it, it will work. Of course, I'm sorry to break the the, the secret mm-hmm. here, but suppressors don't make guns make a little sound. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like they still go 30, bang. It's more like thirty percent less loud. I, I mean, so with a suppressor, it yeah. sound it can with 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 a with a high quality suppressor, mm-hmm. it sounds like someone's shooting off fireworks <laughs> instead of shooting a gun. Except for the, there are two guns that I've heard that it's more like you can actually hear the receiver moving, mm-hmm. uh, and you hear that, you know, you, you hear the spit, but they're firing subsonic <laughs> rounds. Yeah, uh, and that's the H. I think it's the HK HK MP five uh, with the with the integral suppressor, um, and then the. Uh, the well, now you're talking about specialized ammunition too, though, right? No, no. Um, MP5, MP, MP5 always fires subsonic rounds. Oh, yeah. that's just okay. not the design of the gun. Yeah, uh, it just sounds, the suppressor actually does yeah. slow the slow the round down to below uh, below you know below sonic speeds. Uh, but then there's also the P90, yeah. uh, one they use in Stargate. So the P90 is such a good gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because you can fire the same round out of the SMG that you can fire out of the pistol. Itself. By the way, I got to shoot yep. an airsoft version of that. So much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just so fast. It was ridiculous. I bet. Oh, yeah. But it's... Remember when we were talking about Diablo? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we were talking about... <laughs> Sorry. This is why writers are dangerous people. <laughs> like, uh, we talk about things. Well, we learn things. Yeah, yeah it's like... I know 16 different ways to I, How do we even get on that train of thought? Um, <laughs> hardcore characters. Hardcore ammo into, fa- into Fallout, Fallout hardcore, which right. was survival. Oh, yeah, which into led suppressors. to suppressors. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where were we? Australia. That's right. Australia. <laughs> no, 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 no. Path of Exiles out of New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of... Maybe DC like, or Vegas for Titan like, uh, Next one's coming... The next, next one, they're, they're making noise about being in uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans. Yeah. Which I think would be cool. I, that'd be a cool, cool setting, right? But uh, but that 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 is uh, that that sounds like something more for our, for an episode of War Never Changes, uh, <laughs> right? Indeed. Which <laughs> probably our first episode of that has not aired yet. Um, that's uh, that 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 is just a little bit of shameless self plugging here. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, this year. We're doing a retrospective on all the following games that I'm, we're calling War Never Changes. Um, so if I haven't already done the first episode of that, look out for that for, for the ep- first episode of that. Which is done on Fallout 1. Yeah. Well, Fallout 1 and then also just sort of Fallout in general. And then we're going to talk about Fallout 2 next, 
we're going to talk about them in order. Except for Fallout Tactics Brotherhood of Steel. Which we're not going to talk about at all. <laughs> I think we I think we covered it very effectively in the first episode where we t- said it is a game that exists. Yes. <laughs> and it has the Fallout name on it. And ostensibly occurs within the universe. Right. There are, there are a few quick things I wanted to uh, touch on uh, for Diablo. Just a few. Fire away. Let's yeah. bring bring us back to right yes. back to uh, to um, world. What uh, roundtable on favorite class? Amazon. Assassin. Paladin. And or Actually, Crusader for talking Diablo three. Yeah, Diablo three. I got to go with Demon Hunter. I Demon Hunter Diablo three. Yeah, missiles and explosives, man. That's if we're talking franchise wide, I still got to stick with Paladin. But if Diablo three specifically, I think I would probably agree that Demon Hunter because it was the most dynamic like class to play. All the movement and different mm-hmm. ways you could do it. I think it was. It yeah. was just Vayne from League of Legends. Yeah. Whereas, no, seriously, it was just Vayne from League of Legends. Whereas. Franchise-wide, I still got to go back to Assassin, man. It's just the most versatile character that I could play. Yeah. I only ever played Diablo 2, Amazon. Yeah. I played all the classes. I played them all uh, extensively. Amazon was the one that I rolled, like, three characters to max level on, though. So this may or may not gel with your class pick, but what do you think is the most fun or interesting, like, skill or spell on Diablo? Hmm. Now, I think it's hard for me to pick, but one that comes to mind uh, is... That uh, I can't remember the name of it, but maybe it's freezing orb. Basically, the thing that makes the entire screen a snow globe when you're sorcerer in Diablo 2. <laughs> There's builds where you just freeze everything all the time, all the freeze. Like mm-hmm. you just yeah. waltz through. And now sometimes that could get boring, but it was pretty amusing. Yeah, some of the some of the sorcerer spells just when you get them to high levels. Yeah, just were amazing. If I had to, you know, if I had to just pick on the spot, I kind of want to say leap attack with barbarian because it was just so ridiculous and fun. Yeah, and, and actually, if I were picking just a single, uh, a single ability, it would it would be a toss up between the Amazon skill uh, strafe. Mm-hmm. Which was stupid death, which right. was stupid bow death blossom mode. Yeah, um, and uh, and barbarians whirlwind. Whirlwind is really good. Too. Whirlwind was fun because the guy turns into the Tasmanian devil and just moves yeah. through the enemies Whoa. and they're dead. Watching <laughs> being a blender is just so great, and yeah. seeing little death animations as you just waltz through. Them. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. pretty great. Although the assassin's shadow kick. That was great too. Yeah. That was like a Johnny Cage on steroids. Yeah, because you you know you get stuck in that in that cage that Diablo would throw out. You shadow kick your way out of it, you know. And, and I, was like, I think playing assassin definitely had the feel that he's like, okay, how can I out cheese the cheesy enemies? Yes. Like, yeah. How can I beat them at their own game? That yeah, because yeah, with the uh, but uh, I think. Um, yeah, I, you know, because I've only played through Diablo 3 once. I, I like one to go through and try some other things to see how they, because I love, you know, the various explosives. I love blowing shit up. I should maybe pay t- I should maybe check, check out Diablo 3. A lot of people say that it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I it's just, worth playing through at least. I wouldn't, you know, dedicate yeah. a ton of time to it, but just play yeah. through it, try the different classes, and be satisfied. You know? I, I, yeah. I, I've got Path of Exile, too. Yeah. Well, whenever you want to scratch that itch, you know, it's something new to try. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, another quick one. Favorite magic item or piece of equipment from the franchise? Blood Raven's Charge, Matriarch Bow. There you go. It was why I built my bows on. <laughs> yeah, I kind of because knew my, what you were pick. because oh. my brother my brother had, had picked up that that bow. Yeah, and he's like, I don't want to roll an Amazon. I definitely don't want to take it to level seventy, which was the minimum level requirement for the bow. I, I can't remember <laughs> the exact name of it, but there was this really cool paladin set that was like thunder lightning. Uh, oriented, 
It was like something thunderbolts or something like that. It was some like thunderbolts and lightning. Yeah, melodramatic. Very, very frightening. <laughs> <laughs> a very melodramatic name, but yeah. it's pretty great. Um, the thing is, is my favorite, my favorite weapon or magic item were always the ones I built myself. You know, yeah. getting a guitar with you know with maximum numbers of of uh, of. Um, so life stealing guitar, basically. Life stealing guitar yeah. with fire. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> fire, fire. <laughs> it's kind of like spitting on the corpse. You're like, I'm going to drain all the life out of you and set you on fire as I walk away. <laughs> favorite <laughs> element has always been, um, for me, favorite element has always been ice because I love shattering enemies. That is satisfying. Yeah. yeah. See, the sound was, effects on that is great. The only yeah. problem was you can't play an ice based necromancer because when you shatter a. a uh, when you shatter the thing corpse, right. there's, you can't raise it as a skeleton right. or a zombie. See, what, or what I would do with that was I would I would have the because uh, I would combo that. Yeah. I'd have the the you know the life and mana stealing, hit it with fire, right. and then and then uh, use the the ice version of the power up. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like there is no way you're walking away from this, and then uh, have something on my armor that would give me you know or something else that would give me poison. Because I would also combo the the the, uh, the my my guitars, so one would be like heavy poison, the other heavy life stealing and fire, and then hit them with ice. Yeah, there's none of those real elements you're you're walking away from. Oh, a few random things. First of all, I found that note. March tenth, two thousand sixteen, was the official latest patch in Diablo two. Right. Because you know, it's such important information. It is. Um, the other th- random note I had down here was uh, <clears throat> difference between Diablo two and Diablo three. Uh, on the classes is that Diablo 2 had a gender-locked class, and Diablo 3 you get to choose the gender of your class, that which I thought true. was really cool. I like that. Because some people were like, I really want to see a you know a female paladin, or I want to see you know like a, a female barbarian, or whatever, and right. or you, vice versa. You know, you wanted to see a wi- traditional wizard type when you were used to the sorceress, so it was cool that you had that choice there. Yeah, I, I liked that. Plus, it Listen. doubles the voice acting, which I think is cool. You had different voices and a little more customization going on there. Yeah. Yeah, and the male witch hunter or the male demon hunter was a pretty badass look. There, I mean, it was like demon hardcore Van Helsing. Wasn't yeah, it really was. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Yeah, I, I loved both of the designs for Demon Hunter. Yeah, like, yeah, and we're talking like the the uh, Viggo Mortensen Van Helsing. Yeah, <laughs> clearly not the Hugh Jackman. Maybe Viggo Mortensen, Hugh Jackman. Wait, are you talking about the the more recent movie the called Van one? Helsing? Yeah. Had a great aesthetic. Pretty sure the Vigo mo- wasn't in that movie. I could have sworn it was Vigo more. No, I don't know. <laughs> to a Google mobile. Van Helsing. To the internet. That would have been. That would have been Hugh Jackman. Yeah, it's Hugh Jackman. Uh, okay, maybe I'm just. Well, you know, maybe it, I'm just classically very bad at remembering who's in. I'll be honest with you. I think it's possible. I would have. I, I would have. I think I would have enjoyed Vigo more in that role. <laughs> I would have, too. That was just a crappy movie. Because, yeah, he could have pulled off lines like, you know, he could have pulled, pulled off a line like... You Not know, the TV series, I want the movie. Uh, where he's describing... You're like, right, it was Hugh Jackman. Uh, three, you know, three, uh, three, uh, three gold-capped teeth. Yeah. How do you know that? He's standing behind you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was just very campy. And it, it, it wasn't a good movie, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like the uh, the music was you know was pretty damn good, and it had a good aesthetic. Yeah, it did. It really did. It did have that, yes. And of course, it had uh, <clears throat> it had uh, Faramir. <laughs> it's like how did, he die? how did he die in that movie? Huh, Faramir? 
No, no. Oh, you're sorry, not Faramir. Yeah, not, not Boromir. Not Boromir. Not Sean Bean. Second of Sean Bean. Yeah. yeah. How did Sean Bean die in that movie? <laughs> yeah. Funny I'm thing is, he, sure he's, he's, funny thing is, he's only died in like one TV show he's ever been in. Yeah. He's been in a lot of TV shows. He's only died in like one of them. Also depends on if you consider Game of Thrones a TV show because it's HBO. Yeah, it's, it's on TV, ostensibly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not TV, it's HBO. But, uh, yeah, so we were, we rambled quite a bit in this episode. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> High fives all around. As I. Uh, a couple other bits of bookkeeping. Um, I and probably Ben will be at VisionCon uh, this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, dis, uh, fr- uh, February the... Uh, what was the date? 24th something? I'm che- it's like the last weekend in February, but I gotta yeah. check uh, which one it is. Yeah, we'll be doing a... February the... Uh, yeah, 24th, 25th, and 26th. On the 24th at 4.45 p.m., I will be hosting a panel called Pos- Podcasting 101, how to, go, how to Go from Concept to Content. If you like the podcast and are in the Branson area at that time, please come. Um, we don't have anything for you to sign, but... Uh, you know, come, say hi, um, and you can find out about how to start a podcast. All right. I will also be at VisionCon. He'll be selling things. I'll be selling my, yeah, selling my books. Uh, have, has, has, have they finally gotten gotten in touch with Shane? No, they haven't, uh, but regardless, uh, even if I'm not there with Shane, mm-hmm. um, I'm working with one of the Bojo brothers okay. uh, on a Weird West tale, which I'm hoping to have done cool. by then. Nice. And... That one uh, is going to be called the Verge Walker series, is what I think what we have right now, and uh, we'll be having that one out. I like Weird West. It is. It's, Weird it's West been, is a lot of fun. It's been hellish fun to write uh, because we're working on like uh, a a sort of steampunk aether uh, uh, based trains. Uh, that go through the yeah, verge. Yeah, you, you told me about that. Yeah, so you're not you're not there yet, but you're on the verge. On the verge, yes. Um, also, also we're going to be also we're going to be at Lebanon Megacon. Uh, ben will be selling things. If my book is done by then, and it won't be, um, I'll be selling it there. Um, I might see if I can maybe come up with some form of merch to sell for the podcast, though, um, because obviously everybody who listens to our podcast lives in, Mega, in Lebanon, except for you know the. Celebrities we've name checked and and all the video game designers in uh, in in, uh, in Seattle. Ninety eight percent of the people who live in Lebanon. <laughs> yes. Um, but but yeah, we're gonna be at Lebanon MegaCon and I'm still waiting to hear back from them about where they're gonna run a panel at that one. But I expect to be able to. I need to, I need to email Andy that later this week. Um. So yeah, just. A couple upcoming appearances. We are going to. Uh, I am going to be trying very hard to run the con circuit a little bit this year. Right. Uh, do some more promotion. So if anyone ever wants to run into us, mm-hmm. I will let you know of upcoming appearances as I have them. And Ben and Ben also works the con circuit like mad because he's an author. And <laughs> uh, and when we have uh, times for those, I'll let you know as well. Right. Actually, I have one more th- this year that right. I'm definitely doing. Yeah. Uh, May fifth, the Missouri Writers Guild. Is doing a con, uh, doing a, con- a convention, a writers convention. I'll be doing two breakout sessions. Uh, one is going to be making the transition from from uh, amateur to pro. When you go pro as a writer, the things you need to do, uh, you know, to, to get there. And then I'm going to be doing a second one uh, that is going to be 
to be announced. I've been talking to them about doing that one. We're also going to be doing 10 minutes one-on-one sessions uh, with, uh, with, you know, with myself and other, uh, other uh, authors that are on, you know, that are full-time. Um, okay, and the, and the one is, just remember the second one I'm doing, the second one, that I, second breakout session I'm doing is getting a beginning that will hook your readers. Uh, first line, first paragraph, uh, first line, first page, first chapter is what I'm going to call it. Um, so just a couple things to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So When is that? Uh, May 5th is when it starts. Cool. I will definitely be wanting to go to that. Just <laughs> As need a, a prospective author. <laughs> right? You need a, a mnemonic uh, device for that. It's the day after Star Wars Day. Oh, that's right. No, that is Star Wars Day. May the 4th. May, May the 5th, yeah. So May the May 5th May is the day after yeah. that Star Wars Day. Yeah. <laughs> May the 5th, that's the No, it's, it's, re- it's Revenge of the 5th. Revenge of the 5th, right. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're just piling on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, original sixth. Yeah. Uh, in any case, um, that is things. Um, we, uh, yeah. Um, I don't have a good way to close this. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Next week, Geek Anthology. Neil, Mike, Ben. Bye. <laughs>